Hey guys, welcome to the Crackback Podcast. I'm Kenneth. And I'm Josh. Welcome back this week. We have a lot of exciting things happening uh, in professional and the college ranks. Uh, some big time wins, some big time losses, uh, some big time injuries. Um, and like I said, ain't no way to start it out. Let's start starting with, you know, Alabama, number one. Again this week, uh, playing one of their biggest rivalry games, even though it's not really a big rivalry because when's the last time Tennessee won? Uh, apparently before Facebook. Before Facebook, before iPhone, yeah, before sorry. a lot of things. I think it's 12 straight years Alabama has beaten uh, Tennessee. Uh, some of them here and there have been a little close. Uh, this game was actually really competitive early. Um, Tennessee was playing playing their asses off, actually. Um, they were doing the, the best they absolutely could. Uh, their, um, their quarterback went down. And that was um, the beginning and, of the end. Yeah, that was the beginning of the end. Uh, Jarek Garantano came in and, and absolutely gave the game away. Garantano should have wore trash back. He should have walked back to Chattanooga is what he should have did. With his with his papers to go back home because <laughs> you you get the ball to the goal line you are about to go up like this is about to be a big momentum swing and Tennessee had it going for them they were driving down the field got it to the goal line and instead of instead of running the play that was called he called his own number and tried to extend the ball over the goal line. In return, it was knocked out of his hands. Slap! Get that shit out of here. Yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't, I've never really Scooped understood up. the whole thing of being on the goal line and actually trying that unless you have ignorant hops to where you can just damn near just jump over everybody with a step and extra, 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 extra large hands. To yes, where you to hold know on to the ball. The because not when out. I played and we were in the goal line, we were always being prepared for somebody to try to jump over the top and try to extend the ball yeah. to break the plane. That's all it has to do. The ball has to break the plane in control, and it's a touchdown. He didn't get that. He got up, ball went up, they slapped it out, and next thing you know, it's a scoop and score, scoop 100 and yards. Um, completely broke Tennessee's back. Um, and, yeah. you know, I kind of felt bad for him, but then, you know, as a player – you know, you can't you can't think that you're above the team. And at that point in time, I think that's what Jared Garantano did. He kind of went, you know, coach, don't the fuck he's talking about. I'm finna put this bitch in the end zone. I think it was more this was my team. I lost it. This is my glory moment. Yeah, but let's let's there was no this, glory. Let's punch this in. And I, did you go back and, and watch the fans any, love me? Did you go back and watch any of the highlights where they were actually talking about the play call? No. Nah. All right, so they're in the heavy sets. Of course, you know, there's nobody spread out wide. Everybody's in tight. Uh, they were doing like a, um, I think the left guard was going to kick out, just a little just a little kick out. Uh, the tight end and the tackle were going to block down. Fullback coming to clean up and then the tailback. If you go back and watch it, as soon as he snaps the ball, everybody goes in motion and does what they're supposed to do. Like a if he had handed that ball off, wide open, right? nobody was going to touch him. Yeah. It was a touchdown for Tennessee. Uh, Jared Garantano completely screwed his team. And when he was walking off the field. Jeremy Pruitt's a fiery coach. I, I love watch, him. I watched him at love Florida him. State as defensive coordinator. I watched he's, him when he was a Hoover. He's he's fiery. Uh, I won't say I like him because of how things were left in Tallahassee. But anyways, uh, I digress. But when Garantano got to the sideline, I don't think I recall seeing 
Jeremy Pruitt that pissed off at a player at Florida State. I mean, you could tell he physically physically wanted to hurt Garantano for that. The, Dude, the way, have, the way have, he grabbed yeah. his face well, mask. No, he didn't and, want to hurt him. He got, you know what his, I mean? He's getting his attention. You know what I mean? Like a like a, ugh, I could punch you in the fucking I, mouth bro, right now. I, was, I know it took everything yeah. he had. Like I said, this is not a kid. He's a grown man. So technically, he could lay one on him. <laughs> And, you know, yeah. it wouldn't be that bad. Yeah. It'd be I'm different not, if he was a high school I'm kid. Not, I'm not saying he was like, oh, I want to stab this kid. But you could see him through its face. He grabbed him by, by the face mask, and he was like, ugh, I could punch you right in the kisser. Uh, yeah, like, it was just a uh, – it was a grab. It wasn't a – it ain't like he reached up and yeah. grabbed a hold of it. Yeah. Back it was, when I played – It was like a coming No, up. I got a freaking full – they had the whole bottom part of my mm-hmm. face mask. Get your ass over here. Yeah. What the hell was that? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> But like he, he got what he deserved, and everybody's like, "Oh, we're upset with Pruitt." He, you know, he was a little hard on him. Uh, man, get that bullshit out of here. That's what is wrong with you. You're soft. You can't take somebody getting on your ass. You know, it's it's part of the game. If you do something dumb, the coach is supposed to ride your ass to oh, yeah. make you fix it. That's you know, it's part of the, this world's not easy. It's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. And if you make stupid decisions, guess what? It's going to be worse. You have to, you know, he has to follow in his coaching. He has to believe in his play, the the other players on the team. They're supposed to have everybody's back. And I know nobody's going to come out and say it, but when they're in that film room, guarantee somebody wants to bust him in his ass. Oh, yeah. One of one of his. Uh, the offensive lineman, <laughs> running back, fullback, whoever, one, they want to bust of, him in his One shit. of his fellow players is going to gonna be real, real heated. Uh, but the but the big story from this game isn't Garantano fucking up and Tennessee losing. It's uh, Tua going down with an ankle injury. Yeah, and he, he was caught from behind by a defensive lineman and kind of landed a little funny. Um, he went off the field. Uh, they took him back to the training room, and he did not return to the game. Um, but he was he was efficient on the day. He only missed one pass, yeah. and it was the pass that was intercepted in the end zone, or right by the end zone, which still in point, you know, it's a turnover. He was eleven of twelve for one fifty-five and the interception. Um, the big, the big thing for Alabama in this game was Najee Harris had a really nice day, over a hundred yards, got a touchdown, two touchdowns. Uh, Mac Jones came in relief for uh, Tua, and he didn't look good at all. He looked like shit against Tennessee. Didn't look good, but uh, Lane Kiffin, they uh, interviewed Lane Kiffin about everything going on, of course. Yeah, I, I heard that on the Paul Von show. But talked to him about Mac Jones and what kind of kid he is, and he compared him to Jake Fromm. Yes, they said they were State very Farm. They said they were they were very, very similar in their their uh skill set, I guess yeah. you could say. So so that's I guess high praise from your former offensive coordinator. Like I said, and Lane knows about offense. Oh that's yeah. One thing he knows about, he knows about offensive players. You know, he's He's not a dummy by no means. I won't say he's a quarterback guru, but he doesn't pick slouches to be his starting quarterback. Oh, definitely not. So, so him saying that, if I'm part of the Alabama faithful, I have trust one in Nick Saban because he recruits these kids. You know, probably ninety percent of them handpicked by Saban. Most so definitely. He knows what kind of kid he is, and his former offensive coordinator Kiffin, he gave him some some good praise and good comparison. So, uh, all's not lost. Tua. Had surgery on his ankle. They're Again. Saying, yeah. But this, like I said, it's a different ankle this time. It wasn't yeah. the plant ankle from last year. Which, not playing football, but I've had a high ankle sprain, and them bitches hurt. I can – So. 
I never had any ankle injuries of any kind because I was kind of prevented with that with the with the with the ankle braces and the spats. So, yeah, so I was pretty much covered on that. And the, and the good Lord blessed me with some ham hocks for legs down to the the strong ankle. So, so we're good. So I feel for I feel for Tua. <laughs> Uh, thankfully I didn't have to have surgery on my little petty. That, that's something every, new that's only available guy, at Alabama. Yeah. Every, everyday guy injury, you know, sprained my ankle. They said he should be back it. for the LSU game. We shall see. If not, I'm not an Alabama fan, but I'd be freaking out if I were you because if, if Mac Jones looks at that LSU team and he has to go against them with them on his back, he will feel some heat from LSU's no, defense. No, they're going to fold him. Yeah. I mean, he, he will fold. He is going to have everybody known to man blitzing him from everywhere on the field. They are going to try to get after his ass. He is not that very mobile. He, you know, but he's it, not to it. But it could be a coming out party for Mac Jones. But it, you know what I'm saying, it, but it we haven't seen way. it exactly. So, so it'll be, it could it'll be, be fun to watch. It could, it could be the hey, Tua come in in yeah. the you know championship game and lead us to a win yeah. or whatever so, it may be. But so, like I said, from what I've seen, you know, I hope, I hope they, you know that Tua gets better and Mac Jones has a good game just so we can see this heavyweight match that is coming, which moves us right into LSU, which number is two uh, number LSU. two in the nation. They jumped over Clemson. Uh, they were playing at Mississippi State, uh, went down to Starkville and smacked a bitch up, 36-13. Yeah. to 13. Um, Joe Burrow showing his ass out on the field, literally and physically. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, still looking good, putting up Heisman numbers. Another 300-yard passing game, four TDs. Heisman betting odds favorite right now, according to – Which what we talked about earlier is kind of insane with what's coming. But <laughs> but still, Joe Burrow is putting up video game numbers. Uh, Every week. Average over 10 yards per pass. I don't know if you guys watch football very much. I watch it occasionally, but I believe – 10 yards is a first down. Every time. So, him unless, throwing. Unless you have a penalty, but 10 yards for a first down. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> standard. Sta- yeah, standard a first down, standard 10 yards. Standard first down, 10 yards. So, Joe Burrow is in, well, during the game against Mississippi State, averaged a first down on every completed pass, which is uh, pretty damn good. Yeah. Seeing how he had 25 completions. So, that's 25 first downs. Uh yeah, <laughs> you know, just standard first. That's that's a that's a pretty good handful of first downs for uh, for a team in a game. What's it? And he's highly efficient. He missed seven oh, yeah. passes on the day. He's not. He's not. He's not putting his team in danger. No, he is saying, "Hey guys, hop jump on, on. Hop let's on. get this We're money." Through, that, that, he's making a lot of money right now. He threw for three hundred twenty-seven yards. LSU's rushing. Rush for 86 yards. Other team that, rushing total, 86 yards. Yeah, and that's this unheard is, of. This is not the LSU team we're used to. No, not at all. This is a, a brand-new LSU team that is coming out and slinging the rock. And it doesn't matter who you are, who you line up against. Joe Burrow is getting it to a lot of receivers. doesn't yeah, matter if it's yeah. one time or ten times. It's like eight eight different receivers every week is catching a ball and doing yeah, something so with it. it's crazy. And I – I think back to a couple of years ago when Coach O was, what, a year in and people were calling for his head. Oh, yeah. Ed Orgeron's not the head coach we need in Baton Rouge, you know. He's what you, terrible. What do you say now? Yeah, he's he's got them jokers at <laughs> what, number two. That, how you like me now? Yeah, that's, that's exactly what he's saying, everybody. He's got the Bayou Bengals at number two in the land about to face 
the number one ranked team, and this is a winner take all. They got uh, they got Auburn this week. Yeah, I'm saying in, well, in I'm the coming saying weeks. They, but the, this this stretch that they're in right now oh, is yeah. a make or break if they are going to the playoffs. Oh yeah, they they win. They if win. If they make games. it past Alabama, if they if they win this week, win against Alabama, they're cakewalking the rest of the way. Oh, number one. There's nobody. Yeah, they're number one number, in the land. Number one in the nation. They will have no test until the SEC championship game. Yeah. So, because nobody left on their schedule, like I think they got to play Florida. But the way they're playing, I don't think Florida can hang. Mm-hmm. Even with that stout defense they have, I don't think they yeah. can hang. I'll admit I've underestimated Florida a little bit. I still think they suck. Still think they're overrated. But <laughs> uh, LSU's biggest test: Auburn, Alabama. Which the way their defense is playing and the way Bo Nix looks, nothing about. Bo Nix tells me he's capable of tearing it up against LSU's defense. No, then no, definitely. So, not. They have an elite defense, so yeah. that's a no go. But moving in, Clemson number three beat the brakes off of Louisville, and Trevor Lawrence actually had a game where he actually looked competent as a Heisman. Yeah, hopeful at the beginning of the season, yeah. which definitely he's not, not even in the race now. Definitely not throwing him into the race <laughs> no, because no, no, of this no, game no. against Louisville. But uh, Travis Etienne, another humongous game, 192 yards, touchdown. Yeah, crazy. Doing good. Like I said, Trevor Lawrence, 233 and three touchdowns. They roll over L- or over Louisville. Everybody knew that was coming. Uh, so nothing really surprising or up-hyping to talk about. But like I said, he did throw another two interceptions. So, yeah, you know. Nothing. You know nothing he's, he's getting the job done. They're winning ball games, But it's not enough to keep, one, his team – from falling, even when they win games. Yeah. And two, it's nothing to bring him into the Heisman race. Speaking of which, right now, fan. like with, you know, we're going to go ahead and slide into this next game, which is uh, Ohio State playing Friday night against Northwestern and absolutely blowing their asses out. Like I said, nothing really huge or, you know, anything going on in that one. Fields had four touchdowns, 194 yards. Dobbins, another stellar performance, yeah. another 100-yard game and a touchdown. Yeah. These Just guys are rolling. At right now, as it stands, Ohio State jumps Clemson, if it yeah. was me. Yeah. Justin Fields also had two fumbles on the day. Didn't lose either one of them. But still, that's two balls he put on the turf that probably shouldn't have happened. But uh, to me, Fields is Fields is a great player. But J.K. Dobbins is the catalyst for this team. Oh, yeah. Dobbins, they, they, if he wasn't running the rock for them, they'd be in some trouble. Dobbins gets going. Uh, on 18 carries against Northwestern, sure, it's Northwestern, but still 18 carries, 121 yards. He averaged 6.7 yards a carry. Every two carries, first down. I mean, you you couldn't. Just put him in when you need it. You can't beat that. No. I mean. At all. Yes, his long was 68 yards. Okay, he broke off one big one. Yeah, but there's but, still 17 carries for almost 60 yards. Exactly. So, so he was getting the tough yards and finally broke one. Yeah, and that's that's the – Game but their backup break. running back had a good day. Yeah, but J.K. Dobbins has that game break speed where he's been pounding the rock, fifteen carries. You've stopped him thirty yards or something. You're you got Ohio State backed up to the ten yard line, and Dobbins breaks off a ninety yard run for a touchdown. I it mean that's happen. game game changing speed, Every- game changing talent. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll I'll look at that not just okay ran one long one, you know okay that one long one's more than it's a setup. It's more than Northwestern's leading rusher had on the day. He had uh, 16 yeah. carries for 65 yards. So, J.K. Dobbins won for 68. And that wasn't even 
Ohio State's longest run of the game. No. Their backup running back had a 73-yard run. I think he's a freshman. So Teague? Yeah. So that's scary stuff. You've got multiple guys. They also, another backup running back, had a run of 53 yards. So they've got multiple players on that team that can bust a game wide ass open when you think you're, oh. But everybody behind Dobbins is young. Yeah, so, and that's the thing. They're trying to get them guys some experience for what's coming next. For the tough, tough games down the road, Dobbins Dobbins needs some rest. Pull him out. We've got guys with talent that can get in there and not miss a beat. So, Like I said, they're playing Northwestern, so this is like they're playing a stalwart defense, but. We'll see. Alabama losing to a that hurts them. I get it. Mac Jones can step in and do just fine. But to me, the most complete teams in the nation right now, Alabama, yeah, without Tua, who knows. But definitely Ohio State, definitely LSU. Oklahoma. And Oklahoma's looking pretty damn good. But to, <laughs> but to me, my dream matchup in the playoffs or national championship game, either one, the way it's looking right now would be Ohio State and LSU. Not that, take LSU. That would be a matchup. I'd probably take LSU. I put I put I put some good money on it too. I don't know about putting good money because I'd put good money because Ohio State's got <laughs> multiple weapons, but they don't play that SEC football, boy. Oh my god! How many times have they come in here and got smacked around? Son? They, they play hog molly, big men up front. Well, you think Corbett LSU's got bed. some freaking you know I'm little skinny saying, rails I'm on the defensive line? They, I'm not saying they do. You eat your cornbread? I'm just saying the trenches in. The Big Ten are pretty pretty big guys. So, either way, that's my dream matchup right now. But we can we can move on to, like you said, Oklahoma. Jalen Hurts is doing Heisman. Jalen Hurts stuff. Heisman. Uh, I have wrote down here, and I told you I was going to say it. Uh, Jalen Hurts is football Jesus. Uh, no, move, I said, uh, you know, move over Tim Tebow. <laughs> Jalen Hurts is pulling miracles out. Jalen Hurts is pretty decent at football. Behind the back with the football, that was an, that avoiding was, yeah. sacks. And what did, what do you say? He goes, his tweet was, "Well, damn!" Laugh out loud. <laughs> yeah, like that. That's that's your response to a play you made was, "Well, damn!" Laugh out loud. Oklahoma beat West Virginia fifty-two to fourteen. That's, but the story is Jalen Hurts. Yeah, that's you know that's a big point spread. Good job. They beat the hell out of them. But Jalen Hurts had 16 of 17, one incompletion, for 316 yards and three touchdowns. That's just through the air. Yeah. On the ground, he ran the rock 10 times for 75 yards and another two trips to the end zone. I don't know if you guys play video games. But this is the shit people do. Yeah, playing NCAA. <laughs> they playing, play on rookie mode though. Playing Madden <laughs> on rookie. <laughs> yeah, they were just doing stupid shit, putting up video <laughs> so, game numbers. So Jalen Hurts is doing this in real life. <laughs> this is this is NCAA 2014 with Jalen Hurts on Oklahoma. I'm glad you said that because I turned on my PlayStation earlier, and you know it tells you people that are online or whatever. Yeah. Every day that I get on, somebody is still playing that. Oh yeah, I, I have two copies. <laughs> Look, I have two copies of it on PlayStation Four, and I can't get either one of the fuckers to work for more than fifteen minutes. And I continue to try with two copies <laughs> because I just want to play. And it, give us, give us NCAA football back. It's not fair because 
it just doesn't work. No. And I keep reading stuff that says, oh, if you have team builder teams, which I did. I had, you know, UNA lines, team builder, <laughs> with every player on the fucking roster to the T. And I deleted all my team builder stuff, deleted my profiles, and they still don't work. So I'm fucked. If you know how to get NCAA working on PlayStation 4, I have a first-gen PlayStation 4, by the way. Sliding them DMs. Yeah. <laughs> DM, PM, instant message. Fuck, come by my apartment. We'll play a game or two together. I don't care. I just want to be able to put it in and play. <laughs> but anyways. Back on to another high school Um Wisconsin goes down to the Fighting Illini, which yeah, has dude. sweet jerseys on, by the way. I like that. Yeah. That was kind of cool not to see that funk-ass blue and orange or whatever they want to call it. Illy don't have much to brag about. But they've got some good-looking unis sometime. Yes, so, and they just knocked off the number six team. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, another big day, only one touchdown. The, the the real story in this game is Wisconsin turned the ball over four times, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. They, you know, three turnovers, sorry. They had three turnovers, and it was always on that side that was allowing them to not get any – got it, not get any headweight, not, yeah. not to pull away. And – the line I put it on them. Yeah. It, you know, everybody was expecting Wisconsin to go deep into the year before they took a loss. Seven weeks in, I figured it'd been a little deeper than that. Yeah. Um, Wisconsin has a matchup coming up with Ohio State. It'd be a tough one. Yes. And, you know, that's the cream of the crop, rise of the top. Yeah. So, uh, from everything I've looked at, this loss really hurt Jonathan Taylor's Heisman. Odds. Yes, he needed uh, to put up over two hundred and yeah, win. Yeah, he needed he needed a big game against Illy, and he who was literally two and four and zero and three in the Big Ten. Yeah, so, so they they should have went in there and beat them fifty something to twenty, and nobody would have said a word about it. Yeah. So it wasn't a wasn't a big day for them. Uh, but your game of the week last week is next. It is uh, staying staying in the Big Ten. The Big Ten, which. Uh, I, I like the Big Ten. I like, I like the Big Ten, so, too, but like I said, when it comes to but anyways, shoulder, what's up? I talked about Penn State versus Michigan, uh, and that I I guess I did say is going to be my game of the week. Yep. was a really close game. Uh, well, turned out to be a close game. I won't say it was in the beginning because going into halftime, it was 21-7. to 7. I picked Penn State, and I think they were giving up three or something. So, uh, Penn State wins – Penn State wins 28-21. A lot of rumors coming out of this game about Harbaugh. Saying going he, back to the NFL. Saying he's going back to the NFL. Apparently, he is sending letters out to parents and to recruits and to anybody who will fucking receive a letter from him, I guess. Oh, like you also got to think the safety from Florence that went there. Woods, yeah, Jameric Woods. He has entered the transfer portal. He's ready to leave. He's graduating in December, I believe is what he tweeted. Early. So he's going to graduate this year. He's going to go somewhere, have two more years to play. He's a hard-hitting safety. I watched, watched him at Florence. He had already committed to Michigan, so he didn't play that hard. But I don't blame the kid. <laughs> if I've already got a scholarship to a major you know, university, D1, full ride, Fuck high school. I'm not playing that hard either. I'm saving myself. Anyways, uh, I was expecting Penn State to run the ball a lot more efficiently than what they did. Uh-huh. Their leading – well, I won't say their leading rusher. 
the guy who led them in carries was their quarterback, Sean Clifford. I was expecting Noah Kane to come out and put on a fucking show. He had five carries for 19 yards. <laughs> he couldn't get it going. Ricky Slade, another kid, three for 48. Journey Brown, four for 19. Like I said, Michigan's defense isn't absolutely it's terrible. Not. But they're just not getting it done offensively. Shea Patterson is a bum. <laughs> I'm just saying, he's him a still bum. Hurt. Him still hurt. <laughs> he's a bum. He's never going to be good. Um, like I said, and I was saying that way at his at the end of his time at Ole Miss. So it's yeah. not like you know he was a bum then. He's a bum now. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. So Penn State pulls it out. Still undefeated. Seven zero, four zero in the Big Ten. Uh, number seven in the country. I expect them to have some tough games coming up, especially in that Big Ten. You know, depending on who they play and where they play. Michigan's got Notre Dame coming up. They're yeah. going to take another loss. Yeah. Hopefully so. You know. I'm all for the the Catholics. Um, yeah. Moving on into to the the big winners from last week, South Carolina knocking off Georgia last week, hosting Florida, and it looked like South Carolina was you know could possibly pull the upset. Remember last week I told you there was no way they would do it. Mm-hmm. Well, I was wrong for a little while. Three. If football games was three quarters, they were winning. South Carolina walks out of there with a W. But They're Florida not. scores 21 in the fourth quarter. Uh, Trask had a you know decent day passing the ball, but he had four touchdowns, so that makes it a better day. Uh, it wasn't like he threw for over 300. He was 21 to 33, four touchdowns. Um, South Carolina's you know running back had a really good day. Um, he was trying to keep him in it the best he could, um, but. Florida holds off South Carolina surging through, and you know Florida moves to seven and one, four and one. They are second place in the East. Um, big matchups leading up for Florida, <clears throat> and uh, sliding into the next game, which would Georgia being upset last week. Yeah, uh, Georgia's at home playing Kentucky. Kentucky comes down, and Georgia didn't score to the third quarter. Yeah, I mean. It was a close game up until after halftime. Jake Fromm zero, zero. looks like absolute booty. Nine of 12. How many yards? 35. Ball out, baby. I can throw the football 35 yards. I was about to say. I, was about to say just, I still got it. I can still throw a laser 35. I don't, I don't know if I, much after that. I don't know if I could throw a laser. Might be a little bit of a duck. But I'm pushing a football 35 yards downfield. One time and praying somebody. What was his it. long complete? I'm gonna check that. What's his long completion of the day? That's that's gonna be a good one to look at because I guarantee you it's probably like eight yards. Oh no, no, they had a 22. Hold on, so he had 35 yards passing, 22 on one play. So for the rest of the day, he had 13 yards. If math. I'm not good at math. I can't see my toes. I, I, that just blows my mind. And this this is a guy who has won big games. And this is a Georgia. Done, no, this is a Georgia. You know, University of Georgia. Yeah. You know, Georgia University, however you want to say it. UGA, yeah. University of Georgia. They're supposed to be the big dogs in the East. They're supposed to have you know numbers flying up, and it ain't happening. But DeAndre Swift had a nice day. He, he even put on some nice moves. He did. Kid he, looks really good. I, I like I like DeAndre Swift. His, he's 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 a baller. His dad's got big arms. 
his dad, <laughs> the gun show in the in the crowd. So, uh, obviously, his dad said, "Look, son, if you don't show out, I'm going to beat the hell out of you." And yeah, well, you know, it showed. Yeah. So quickly, uh, but Kentucky was playing uh, Lynn Bowden Jr. Don't know if many people keep up with Kentucky. Uh, beginning of the season, that guy was a wide receiver. Some injuries happened. Last week he led him to a win. Now this motherfucker's playing quarterback. Well, last week he led him to a win. He did. This and week he uh, this week he was two for fifteen for seventeen <laughs> yards. Ball out. But ran seventeen times for ninety nine yards. So uh the Wildcat offense is back with the Wildcats and uh kinda working a little bit, <laughs> but not really. Didn't get him a W. There's only thing it really matters when it can't when it counts. Uh, we're going to do a little, a quick run through the other guys outside the top ten. Yeah. Um, Auburn beat Arkansas, uh, fifty-one to ten. Uh, Nix was efficient this week, three touchdowns. You know, against Arky though, so it's not really that yeah. much. Oregon beat Washington, thirty-five-thirty-one. Uh, uh, Jacob Beeson threw a lot of, lot of balls around. Uh, he had three touchdowns. Three touchdowns just wasn't enough to beat Oregon. Herbert had four. Uh, yeah. Utah beats uh, Arizona State, twenty-one to three. Uh, Boise State gets upset by BYU. I watched that game. It was really great. Uh, 28-25. Uh, Texas barely hangs on, kicks a field goal at the end of the game to beat the less miles led Kansas Jayhawks. Which that would have been the win of the century for, for those Kansas. guys, most definitely. Uh, we have Baylor still undefeated. SMU. Uh, SMU still undefeated. Minnesota still undefeated. Uh, Missouri gets upset by Vandy, 21-14. App State still undefeated. 52-7 over Louisiana Monroe. Yeah. And Iowa had a big win against a Big Ten foe in Purdue, 26-20. Sorry. And we'll be back in just a second with some pro talk. Oh, covering college. Next week game. Big game's coming. Oh, on. yeah, I forgot about that. Well, we can touch base in the new college. Either yeah. way, love you guys. Hey, guys. We're back here with some pro talk. Um, a lot of... Big action games this week. Yeah, we said fuck college to upcoming. We covered that. Enough. Yeah, we, we covered enough of it with that. So we're going to jump into this this past week's NFL games. Um, Biggest news happening on Thursday. <laughs> to, well, to me at least. Oh, yeah. Uh, the reigning MVP, Patrick Mahomes, uh, has his knee popped back into place on Thursday night football. Which was nasty. I was sitting here watching on my phone when it happened. Uh, it made me... Tighten up. Oh, God, no. Don't do it. I appreciate the shout out. Yeah. They did it, though. So, uh, it was, it was, it was a sight to see. Uh, so hopefully he comes back in, uh, pretty soon. They're saying three weeks, four weeks. I've heard he's, they're saying three to four weeks. I've heard he's walking around practicing, so don't rule him out for this week. Highly doubt they're going to push him that hard. Next week, maybe. Who knows? You never know with Andy Reid. Keeps his Waffle House menu over his mouth when he's calling plays. Uh, you, you don't know what the guy's going to do. He keeps everything, especially injuries, close. So Patrick Mahomes could be fucking drop kicking people in the mouth right now and would never know it until game day and hit, oh, okay, well, yeah, Patrick's going to play. <laughs> but uh, they still won 30-6 to against Denver. Which uh, still pisses me off that we lost to them because they're trash. No, Joe Flacco is not okay. elite. I was going to ask. That. I know. I wanted to jump in front of you and cut that off early. But uh, but yeah, that was the big news out of that game. Patrick Mahomes going down, and uh, the Chiefs still won, thirty to six. So, yay for Thursday night football. Woo! Uh, next up, Rams and Falcons. Uh, I was in Atlanta. Oh, Jared G off. 
Yeah. I was in Atlanta. You could have got a ticket to that game for 16 bucks. Thought to myself, I'd like to go see Jalen Ramsey play and showed out. Kidnap him and make him go to Philadelphia uh-huh. like he was supposed to. Uh, but that's besides the point. Did look at tickets. Cheapest ticket I could find. Day of the game. This is 10 o'clock in the morning. Game starts at 1. I was in Atlanta, so you go up an hour from where we are. So 10 o'clock in the morning, game starts at 1. I'm like, eh, I wonder what tickets would be like. I found one upper deck, you know, 300s, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I think it's 341 or section 341. You're at about the 40-yard line. Yeah. $26. I'd have jumped on it. And <laughs> Just thought, to go. I thought. I've know, watched the Rams play before, so I'm not, I'm, you know. NFL game in a brand-new stadium. Brand-new. Uh, Immaculate. They're still pulling stickers off the of stuff in that place. <laughs> You've got Todd Gurley, who's a Georgia Bull, former Georgia Bulldog, coming back to his home state to play, well, college state, to play in a game. You've got a big-time quarterback in Jared Goff, young. OG off. You've got a big-time player that was just traded in Jalen Ramsey. You've got big-time players for the hometown crowd on Atlanta, you know, the Julio and Calvin Ridley, uh, Devontae Freeman, uh, Desmond Trufant. You, the list goes on and on. And tickets are $26. I could have got you one cheaper before you left. Upper deck. <laughs> for This is the day of the game. I know, but still. You can't buy tickets that cheap from a guy wearing a box outside of the fucking Shit, stadium. No. The Titans suck and you're still paying $70 to go watch exactly. them play. <laughs> the Falcons cannot fill up their stadium because they're one and six. And they, not even close to looking good. Not even close to looking good. Julio Jones had six receptions for 93 yards. But he was held in check all day. Jalen Ramsey followed him around everywhere he went. 90% of his catches were when the Rams were in zone. Yeah. If Jalen was in man, he might have gave up one or two catches. Maybe. Maybe one. No I big games. Because they only had six yards. He didn't have a nice catch uh, up, on the, up on the perimeter against him, though. That was yeah. really not, but it's freaking Julio Jones. He's going to make one highlight catch a game at least. It's Julio Jones for one, and Matt Ryan put that ball exactly where it needed to be, where nobody else had a shot at it except for Julio. So, to me, for a guy like Ramsey to get traded early that week. With a back injury. With a back injury. All right, so he flies to L.A., <laughs> meets with the team, does all that stuff. Then the team flies to Atlanta. You've been with the team for, what, since Tuesday? No, it was Thursday. It was a Thursday when they traded 48 them. or 72 hours. You've been with them for three days. You start the game against a all-pro, future Hall of Fame wide receiver, and you lock his ass down. You put him in check. That speaks volumes to, one, how good of a player Jalen Ramsey is, and, two, what the Rams knew they were getting because they said, you're covering their best player and you've been here three days. We don't trust any other one of our defensive backs except for you. Oh, yeah. Follow them around, be a shadow. So, uh, not upset that I didn't go. Would have liked to go to see Jalen. Uh, started out as a decent game in the first quarter, and then after that, the uh, game over. Rams didn't look Clear. back. Clear. But uh, let's hop into your boys, the Bills. Versus Dolphins. Bills are five and one. 
First time in a long time. Nobody, nobody, nobody talks about it. I think you posted a little video. Yeah, who's five and one, uh, and nobody really cares. Uh, Josh, Josh Allen, like, hey guys, hey guys. Uh, that was a pretty good one for the week. <laughs> yeah, they beat the Dolphins. Whoop de do. Everybody beats the Dolphins. Dolphins still defeated. But this winless. was actually a closer game because Miami was coming back. They kicked an onside kick, and Micah Hyde returned it for a touchdown. Yeah. So don't let the score fool you. The Dolphins were actually giving the Bills all they wanted. Uh, Fitzmagic was doing his best to keep the boys in the game. And like I said, just the onside kick is really what, you know, extended that lead to make it 10 points. So don't let that fool you. The Dolphins actually were close. But like I said, the onside kick was recovered by Micah Hyde and returned for a touchdown. Yeah, so Josh Allen, 200 202 yards, two touchdowns. Also ran the ball four times for 32 yards. I keep saying, kid's got some wheels on him. He's an athlete. He is. A damn uh, good athlete. So, you know, Frank Gore was doing old man Frank Gore stuff. Uh, but Buffalo, Buffalo's doing their things. Not a slouch team. Watch out for them. Not saying that they can win that division, but. Their defense is playing well. I, I think they're going to play New England closer than anybody else in that division can. So, uh, Sliding into the Jaguars and the Bungles. In all 34 years of my life, I've never met a Bengals fan until my buddy opened his mouth a couple years ago. It, it, I didn't know a Bengals fan up until I was about 31, I think. And then my buddy's like, oh, I'm a, I'm a Bengals fan. And I was like, what the hell did you just say to me? Yeah. What What have you been smoking? Yeah. Like, I, I, know, some, some, I know one, he's in a – Another fantasy football league with me, a buddy of mine's cousin, I believe, or something. Uh, I'm talking about somebody like I know, been friends with for a long time. Yeah, like he ain't said shit. Yeah. So and the, this is I've, I've known him for over 15 years, and then within the, within the last couple of years, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm a Bengals fan. Yeah. Surprise. Uh, yeah, I was like, the fuck did you just say, dude? Like, come on. But like I said, the Bengals they suck. Yeah. Enough said. They 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 don't have their star player on the field. But they're still trying to give it everything they got because they actually led this game for a little while. Jacksonville led by, you know, Minshew Magic or whatever the hell they want to call it. Um, he led a fourth quarter touchdown to give them the, you know, get put them in the lead and, you know, yeah, Nick extend it so they can get the win. Nick Foles is getting healthy. Uh, heard they're not going to rush things with him. I was reading up on that. Uh, they're going to gradually work him back into practice and everything. And as much magic as Minshew – Showed early on. I do think he needs a little bit more seasoning and seasoning for that mustache. Yeah. And Nick Foles will come in. Big Dick Nick. <laughs> gonna I knew you big were big say Dick that. Nick things. I love the guy. I always have. Uh coming out of Arizona State, watched him on Gruden's quarterback camp. Long, long blonde locks. Looking like a California kid, and from then I liked him. Just so happens the Eagles draft him, even more reason to like him. But I follow his career, uh, stand-up guy, and I think he's going to get that starting job back. Not saying he's going to oh, do great I, things he, with he it. Will, he will definitely get the starting job back. But he's going to open them up a little bit more. They're three and four right now. With What's going to help him get his job back is Leonard Fournette being the number two rusher in the NFL right now. Exactly. So He had another big day with 131 yards on 29 carries. So still hard for him to find the end zone though. 
He's only got one touchdown on the year. On the year, one touchdown. So Over 700 yards of, of rushing offense, one touchdown. Yeah, so real hard for him to find the end zone, but, you know, Jaguars still have a lot of promise. And with those draft picks they got from trading Jalen Ramsey, uh, they're just going to build on a young team. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to slide into the Vikings and the Lions, which was a really good game. Um, yeah. I was glued to the TV for that one. I was watching it while I was watching other games. Um, Kirk Cousins – Another good day. Through four touchdowns. Four touchdown passes. First which, one going to Thielen, which end up being his last catch of the day. Yeah. Um, Thielen is out. Wah, 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 wah. Sucks for me. He's on my fantasy teams. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the Vikings, you know, five and two, you know, they're rolling right now. Um, Matthew Stafford, another explosive day. 30 four 45, touch. 364, four, four touchdowns. touchdowns for him. Like I said, the, the main thing is helping the Vikings right now, either way you look at it, is their running back. The shelf's good. It, it, allows, it allows Cousins, who isn't an elite quarterback. He's a good quarterback. He's not an elite quarterback, but it allows him. He's not an $80 million quarterback. Somebody paid him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so he's worth it to somebody. Yeah, but like I said, their running game is what is going to propel their offense to being as explosive as it is. They put up 42 points. Uh, Dalvin Cook, uh, 142 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. He had quite a few catches in this game as well. Stevon Diggs with another huge day, seven catches, 143. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, the Lions and the Vikings are both exciting to watch. Uh, the Lions' record, it really isn't showing of actually how good they actually are. Um, they have some defensive problems they need to figure out. They did just trade away their starting safety. Um, a lot of people in the um, in the clubhouse there, I guess you could say, we're really surprised about that. I don't know if you saw that or not. I did. Uh, they traded away, and like all the players are, tr- you know, tweeted out like, "Oh shit, you know what? You know what the hell is this?" and all this other crap. So it was interesting to see that, and it was interesting to see a lot of the trades that went down this week. But um, there's going to be a lot more shuffling. But what they got till next week or yeah, Wednesday or yeah. is it the first of November? So uh, first week of November. I first week. Okay. Sometime. Like I said, there's going to be some more players getting moved. So just you know. Have your heads yeah. up looking for that because it's coming. Yeah, after week eight, I believe, is going to be uh trade deadline. Uh, yeah, lines are, are real good. So, they have a lot of growing they can do. They're still uh, young outside of their quarterback. Yeah, so uh, just lost their running back. Johnson? Yeah, Carrion Johnson's heading to IR. Oh, shit. So – uh, and he's been explosive for them this year. He has been. So, Kieran's heading to IR, so it's going to be a – I won't say a long year, but they're going to have to figure out the running back spot. And – but like I said, they're they're young, or they're they're getting younger. Matthew yes. Stafford's not young, but they're – He's the young. old man leader that is yeah. putting them in the right direction. They're getting younger, so they, they have a lot to look forward to. When you're playing teams like the Vikings, who very well could go back to the NFC Championship game – Going deep into the playoffs, they are talented like enough that. to do it. You know, you can't can't knock yourself for losing by twelve points. Uh, Packers put a beat down on the Raiders this week, 42-24. Uh, Aaron Rodgers might have had a good game. Aaron Rodgers had a little bit of a good. I mean, he had a decent game. It was decent. I mean, four hundred twenty-nine yards passing, five touchdowns. It's I mean, not too bad. I've I've seen better. You know, whatever. But Aaron Rodgers was doing. You know, discount double things. discount double checks Bang. all over the fucking place. Uh, a lot of big plays. Yeah, explosive plays. 
Only sacked one time. Running game was non-existent almost. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> but who gives a shit when you're. When you're throwing the ball like that. Yeah, when you're flicking it 30-something uh, times a game. You know. Big chunks of yards at a time. The, the bright spot for the Raiders was Josh Jacobs. Yeah, which. Ain't that his name? Josh Jacobs? Josh Jacobs, former Alabama. Alabama. Alabama running back. Had 21 carries for a hundred. And Leading all rookies yards. in rushing. Yeah, he. By far. He's a bright spot for them. Uh, Derek Carr. He didn't have, didn't have an atrocious day. He almost had 300 yards. Yeah. He had one pick, you know. It, it ain't like he, like, threw the ball 50 times and missed, you know, 20 of them. He only met what he had, six incomplete six passes incomplete on the day, passes. and one of them was picked off. So, technically so, five, because that still counts as completion just to the other team. <laughs> <laughs> so, decent. But big story from that is Aaron Rodgers having the best day of, of his this career. Year. Under no, – is it of, of, of his year? of his career with Matt Lafleur, oh, okay, as, yeah, yeah, yeah. head coach. So uh, Lafleur might have things clicking. I think the guys in Tennessee are missing a little bit, but uh, but his young young head coach could be, be around for a while. Could be in Green Bay for a long time. So hopefully Aaron Rodgers isn't around for a long time, and they're not doing this type of shit <laughs> on the regular. Uh, Colts. Beat a AFC South foe, which was mind-boggling. Uh, beat the Texans, but the, I think uh, the Texans uh, lost a few players. Was it Fuller that went down? Uh, that's every year. Well, yeah, he, there's going to be a point in time when he goes down every year, yeah. but he was lost in this game. Um, Indy picked off Deshaun Watson twice. You know, not saying Deshaun Watson doesn't throw interceptions but well, yeah but but picking him off twice in a game against a division rivalry on division the road you know rivalry, you gotta you gotta have more ball thing. security than that yeah so and the big story for them was you know for, you know for Andy was you know Jacoby Brissett really nice day 326 yards four touchdowns almost, um only and, sacked once yeah and you and you look you know Everybody thinks about the Colts. The first thing that pops in their head when they're talking about that many passing yards would be, oh, T.Y. Hilton, T. Y. Hilton had a big day. It, wrong. He had a, he had a he good had a day. Decent day. He had, he had a good day. But it was Zach Pascal that had the two touchdowns in, you know, the yards. Yeah. Uh, Zach Ebron had another good day for you guys playing fantasy. He had, what, 70 yards and a touchdown, yeah, four yeah, catches. Ebron, so, he, yeah. that's a really good day for a tight end. So, you know, and they're having some guys. The only thing that's really not working for them is a run game. Marlon Mack, 18 carries, 44 yards, not a decent day. I know uh, there's a movement in the Indianapolis Colts fan base with uh, shirts and hats that say, run the damn ball. I wonder why. Uh, Marlon Mack is a Mack truck. Marlon Mack is a good is a good running back. But you got Jacoby Brissett slinging the rock. You can do that earlier in the year. I mean, when it gets later in the year, you better find a run game. They have one. They just gotta get the reps in. Yeah, they've got to build on it. Get get the train chugging down the tracks. But you know, Jacoby Brissett opened up eyes. They didn't. They he, didn't. He, like I said, the the Colts are four and two, and they are leading the AFC South yeah. right now. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't need Andrew Luck to stick around. No, you know. And did you see the uh, was it? Was it Robinson's his middle name or his his last name? The linebacker, no, uh, Leonard. Uh, yeah, Darius Leonard. Yeah, did you see him? Uh, was it Kenny Steele's 
took the ball from him, like literally stiff armed him like six feet under. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it looks so good. That kid's a stud, stud linebacker. Darius Leonard. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it's unreal what, how good that kid is. Uh, it, I believe he got hurt earlier this year. Uh, Joker would probably have 150 tackles right now. By, yeah, by now. Last year he led the NFL in tackles yeah, as, a, as rookie. a rookie. Yeah, so you know, and the uh, kid's a stud. He's going to continuously be good as long as he stays healthy. Moving on to another stud. Which one? This rookie right here won three straight games. Look at him go. The mini man. Yeah, Kyler Murray beating the Daniel Jones-led New York football giants, uh, 27-21. Without Uh, David Johnson. Without David Johnson. That's the big story from here. Chase Edmonds, 27 carries, 126 yards. Guarantee everybody jumped on that in fantasy. three trips to the end zone. I picked him up in one of my leagues. Not going to lie. It's a league nobody cares. Nobody in – nope. I'm in a couple of fantasy leagues. This league, nobody cares about it. I was literally adding into it as a, oh, please get in this league. I don't have enough players. I was like, fine, add me into it. I'll do the draft. Are you winning? Fuck it. I think I'm like three and four or some shit. And I even made some trades with a guy that didn't really fucking care uh, to be better. So, you know, not saying we're trying to fix it to where one of the guys that know each other win, but. Yeah, you are. We are. But, uh. (laughs) But, yeah, so – and I still fucking lost. Uh, but I did add Chase Edmonds. He had a great day. Also had two catches for 24 yards. Golden Tate uh, had another solid day. Golden Tate had a solid day. Saquon did not show up the way people thought Saquon would. Like I said, he still had over 70 yards on the ground. Uh, they were – you know, he's coming off an injury. He is. He's not going to just, you know – explode on the and, scene with, you know, 200 yards rushing. That's what Giants fans expect. They expect Saquon's back, feed him the rock, get 250 yards rushing a game and six touchdowns, and we'll win the NFC East. Well, if it wasn't for Daniel Jones, you know, laying the ball on the turf three times and throwing an interception, they might have won. But he also was sacked eight times, so it really wasn't, you know, they weren't hitting on all cylinders. Yeah, they could have done a lot better. Sacked eight times. Four of those were from one guy, Chandler Jones. Uh, turned turned it on. Bones Jones's brother turned it on for this game. My got into a, a little booger John, John Jones booger <laughs> hit, hit it up. Hit it up in the in the tunnel on the way out. Uh, got a little toot before he ran out and got to the quarterback a couple of times. But uh, but yeah, uh, Kyler Murray's looking looking pretty decent. Maybe the Cardinals have something going with that new offense and Kyler Murray behind center. And for our boy that, you know, is usually watching with us, every every Wednesday he's been with us. This week he's not. Uh, Chris, he always has, you know, questions about the 49ers. Um, 49ers played the Redskins in D.C., so they had to travel all the way over. Right. And one of the ugliest games you'll ever see. Right. But it looked like a hell of a lot of fun. I don't know if you watched the game or not. Sliding around. Bro, they, dude, they were they – were, when they were hitting – they were they were hitting and literally skitting. The, they were getting six plus yards every time they yeah. hit and slid, getting close to the sideline. Yeah. Just like the Latin, you know, to end the game, they got a sack and everybody, everybody was just laying out, sliding yeah. around. I like I said, I've been a part of a few rain games and it is really fun. Uh, yeah, it was a shit show, big whopping nine to nine zero to score, um, more or less of a baseball game, <laughs> not a football game. Um, Garoppolo was not looking good, but you can't expect. Um, but like I said, it was in the rain. I mean, it was pouring. Yeah, it, it was. It was not like it was a sprinkle. Like it was it pouring was a downpour. But uh, Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, 
I believe he's 14-2 and two as a starter in the NFL. Those are not shabby numbers for this guy. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, things are looking up for the 49ers. Their defense is legit. Oh, yeah. But we will touch on that the old man, Adrian Peterson, 20 carries, 81 yards against that stout defense. Yeah. That is not a bad day, especially when you're, you know, 30-plus years old and, you know, have had as many carries and injuries as he has. This old man is still toting the rock and still looks good. Yeah. He could go to a contender tomorrow. Like, they would – they people would actually – get him and put them on the team because he could still run the rock. Yeah, he's been whooping kids and shit, so mm-hmm. uh, he's still tough. Uh, speaking of the 49ers, Braden, good buddy, asked who will win, who will lose first, the Pats or the Niners? Um, I'm going to say the 49ers. The Niners have Seattle coming up in a few weeks, and – to me, the the Patriots have the Ravens coming up in a few weeks. Uh, so, but you got to think though that they the Patriots right now are on pace to be the greatest defense to ever be put on a field in the NFL. And you got to think they're the '85 Bears, the '01 Ravens. Those are the top two defenses of, of all true. time. But play devil's advocate, taking nothing away from. The Patriots, you look at teams they played week two. It don't matter. They're still professionals. Week two. Look at all the other teams the Ravens played. Look at the Bears played. Week two, they shut out the Dolphins. Who was going to be the quarterback of the Dolphins? Nobody knew. Then you go down a couple of weeks, they play the Redskins. Then they play the Giants. Last week, they played the Jets. Uh, Patriots haven't played, you know, that many great teams. Coming up next week, they play the Browns. And they play the Ravens, I, Eagles, Cowboys, Texans, Chiefs, Bengals. That's where you're going to see let me say this. what they're made of. Let me say this. They are playing the Browns. Yes, Baker Mayfield and the Browns are a fucking mess. But when it comes to that defense that the Patriots have, when it comes to an all-around offense, I would give the Browns a better chance at actually beating them. Are they playing in Cleveland or at? Uh, they're playing in Foxborough. Like I said, it's still the the weather ain't ain't that cold yet. But with the explosiveness of Jarvis Landry, of uh, Joku, Chubb, Braden, o- Odell, like they can do it. Braden just said Pats have a harder schedule. All right, let's break this down. I'm I'm all in for this. All right, Browns, uh, Ravens. That's going to be a test for the Patriots. The Eagles, not a test. Eagles, not that good. Sorry, you guys fucking suck. Cowboys, depends on which team shows up. Texans. uh, Are a good team. Chiefs, that's going to be a test for the Patriots. If they have Patrick Mahomes, you would probably give them an edge to do that. Bengals and. Hot garbage. Bills, I said it before, Bills will be a test. Dolphins. Absolutely not. Okay, let's go to San Fran. Coming up. Panthers. Panthers have been undefeated with They're good. Kyle Allen. They're Seahawks. Good. They're good. Really good. <laughs> Cardinals. Won three straight games. Oh, they're on a hot streak. They're decent. Packers. Hot. Really good team. Ravens. Good team. Really good team. Saints. Damn good team. Really good team. Undefeated with Teddy Bridgewater. Falcons. Eh. Straight shit. Rams. Good. Pretty good team. 
Seahawks. At, at the end of the year. At Seattle. At the end of the year. Cold, rain, Really, really fucking snow. good team. To me, the Niners, hands down, 49ers. Niners have the hardest schedule. Schedule left. is very hard for yeah. the 49ers. And there's no debate about that. Uh, the Patriots should go through here. A win against Cleveland. A win at Philadelphia against the Eagles. Uh, a close game, but a win against the Cowboys because Cowboys are still pretty trash. When, when they're bad, they're terrible. When they're good, they're great. That game at Houston might be, might be. I think that the closest that they should get to losing is probably that game in Houston. But like I said, you never know what Browns team's going to show up. The Ravens are one dimensional. Houston's, Houston's, Houston's Chiefs or and Kansas. Bees. Yeah. Houston's Chiefs and Bills. Those yeah. are three tough games for and the they're, Patriots. And they're going to be, the Patriots going to be favored in those games heavily, probably. Yeah. Pan- By a touchdown or more. Panthers, Seahawks, Packers, Ravens, Saints, Rams. Seahawks again. The 49ers will go into some of those games with an edge of three. That's seven hard games to finish out the year. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the, the 49ers will definitely have the hardest schedule left. They have a tough road ahead of them. Well, like I said, they have Jimmy G, the the, the stout defense. You know, yep. they're stingy. So, we shall see what comes. But I, I think the 49ers will lose before the Patriots. Oh, I, I do too. Like that, that's my that's my take on it. I think the 49ers will lose one. I think by the end of the year, the Niners may lose three games. Yeah. That's just from you know the beating and banging of a long NFL season. They go 13 and 3. That should be or that worst 12 and 4. That should be their that should be where they're at. With the Patriots 14 and 2. 15 yeah, I mean, and 1. I'd say they win or they lose at least two, maybe three, depending on how they want to rest players. They will be the that. top. They they should be the top two seeds in the NFL unless something happens with this within some other teams. Yeah, because like I said, the Saints are good, the, the Seattle Seahawks are good, the Packers are good. Like I said, the NFC has a lot, a lot of really yeah. good competitive teams. On the AFC side, not so much. Patriots trade for Muhammad Sanu. Yes, they got better. People people say, oh, well, he's coming into a new offense. doesn't matter. You look at a receiver, tell him run a dig, an out, an in, a slam, All you can do go, is say something to him as you're breaking the huddle. Whatever. And that He'll guy's, have an armband on. They can look down and that, give him a number. That guy's doing it, and Tom Brady's not going to let him fuck it up. No. Uh, they, did, they just put uh, Josh, Josh Gordon, Gordon on IR. On IR. But Philip, Dor- Philip Dorsett's getting healthy, so he's coming back. He had a really nice catch in that game had last a, week. Had a good catch. Drop in. Uh, 49ers trade for Emmanuel Sanders. That made them instantly better. Automatically better. They got a guy who can play the slot now. That kid is extremely quick. Has really nice hands. Good agility in and out. So, so that Jimmy gives, G just got better. That gives them one guy who can literally take the top off. And there's and, still more time. Yeah. So there's still more time for them to play another game and see what they may or may not need. Like I said, they may trade away somebody and bring somebody in. But as of right now, the Teams are pretty much set um, with more things to, to come. Yeah, Braden says Pats lose two or three of those games, and I agree with him. They do. I, do, I like I said, so, I just you know I just said fourteen and two, fifteen and one, eh. yeah, thirteen so, and three should be their that if they they lose more than three games, and that's a bad time. Yeah. So and we'll we'll wait till start the next one. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take a small little break, uh, and. Finish up the NFL games and talk a little bit about random shit, probably.
What's up, guys? We are back to finish up talking about some NFL talk. Uh, We're going to stick to the Patriots for a second. Yeah, discussing a few well, somebody things. Brought, somebody brought up some stuff. Um had one of uh, our earlier in the show, yeah. so we're gonna we're gonna go back to that and touch on that for a second. He was asking um, about what's going on with uh, Tom Brady in New England. Uh, Tom Brady is—they're talking about him opting out of his contract. Um, I don't think that he's gonna chase any kind of money because he's a billionaire. He doesn't need to. He, his wife is one of the richest women in the world. Smoking hot wife who gets paid money to look good. Yeah, and like I said, he, all the endorsements that he has, TB12, all these things. You know, Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback to ever play in the NFL. Our generation of football watchers has taken Tom Brady for granted. Yes. You... you I've watched him play twice. You will not realize what we have to view for our viewing pleasure until this is taken away from the game. Mm -hmm. I personally despise Peyton Manning. Could not stand the fucking guy. Did not like him. He's gone now. Missed the shit out of him. I think, how would how would Peyton be running this game right now? If Peyton was behind center, what would be going on in Denver? What would be going on in Indy? You know, so you think back to those things. Our generation, when Brady's gone, all the cheaters and the deflated balls and he sucks. It's and bad enough this. we already lost luck at an early age. Lose, lose a guy like that. We got yeah. Tom Brady 20 years deep still dominating. Still slinging, and this is stuff that your kids are going to see highlight footage of Tom Brady when, you know. The NFL films NFL does their, films does the thing. Or <laughs> the archives. Monday Night Football in 2035 zone, and they're like, a flashback to Monday night in 2015 when Tom Brady led the Patriots. And your kids are going to be watching that and go, well, fuck, Dad, watch that. Dad, you know, do you remember this? And, they, and then they're going to say, yeah, fuck that guy. And you're going you're gonna to go, ah, he's a cheater and he deflated balls. He also won more Super Bowls than one Anybody. fucking hand could handle. So, And he's uh, going for another. Yeah, so I said it while I go off of the pod. Tom Brady is a football god. He can do and say whatever he wants in New England. People worship the ground he walks on. They throw flowers for him to walk on so his feet don't have to touch the ground. They kiss the ground after his shit-covered shoes has walked across it. He does what he wants. and He to, can do no wrong. To leave that to me is absolutely crazy. Well, see, now that you say that, this morning, I don't know if you listened to uh, uh, Golick and Trey Wingo. I don't. I listened to uh, Kenneth and Josh. On the All right. Back. Well, I listened to all that, too. Okay. But – uh, Golick and Wingo in the mornings. I listen to them every morning on my way to work. I listen to them during work while I'm there. But um, they were bringing up some good points, talking about you know he how he's opted out of his contract. He is like the eighth highest paid quarterback or 18th. It's one of them. It's eight or 18th. He's not getting paid a shit ton of money. He's also taking pay cuts every year to get the players in to play with him yeah. for them to stay on top. Um, and they're talking about him opting out of his contract and they're like, oh, what's he going to chase? I don't think he's going to chase anything. He's chasing another player. He's chasing the He's brain. chasing a ghost. He's he's chasing a player to bring <laughs> in to help him get another Super Bowl. Right? Yeah, yeah, what I'm saying, but he's chasing a ghost and it's his own. Yeah. You know, they always say chasing a ghost or trying to catch something ahead of him. He's already ahead. He has more Super Bowl wins than anybody. Yeah. So – 
Braden brings up this. This was talked about this morning. He said, Braden to the Titans makes too much sense. For the reason that Vrabel and Tom Brady were teammates. Good friends. Brady threw a lot of touchdown passes to Mike Vrabel. Yeah. They won a lot of Super Bowls together. Mm -hmm. John Robinson is the GM who was also in New England Mm -hmm. with Mike Vrabel and Tom Brady. You got Logan Ryan from New England. You got Malcolm Butler from New England. Yeah, yeah. You have a lot of New England stuff. They've tried to change the culture in Tennessee. The only thing Tennessee doesn't have from New England is the Super Bowl. It's fucking chowder in the Super Bowl <laughs> right now. Well, like I said, when I think the only reason why any of this is even being talked about with and I'm saying talked about, it's not something that's going to come true. No. And the only reason why anybody would even mention that is because of the failure of Marcus Mariota, the unquestioned the, or the questions surrounding Tannehill and the quarterback position in Tennessee moving forward, which we're going to talk about Tennessee in just a second. But they're saying with all the connections, because everybody does know with all the backlash that came a couple of years ago with Tom Brady, you know, Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft, they were talking about him leaving then because of everything that was going on. They were talking about his trainers no longer being allowed on the campus. Yeah. Um, they got rid of Jimmy G and they didn't want it to happen. So it was a whole lot of back and forth and a whole lot of bickering, a whole lot of stuff going on. Um, I don't, and I'm, I'm glad you, I was just about to say that. I'm wondering if Tom Brady leaves, will he do it to say that he truly is the greatest of all time, saying that he won a, um, he won a Super Bowl without Bill Belichick and without Robert Kraft. Yeah. That will be the only reason why Tom Brady leaves New England is for that to say, hey, I am the man. I did it without the system. Yeah. That 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 is going to be the only thing that he does. I did not get to read your whole comment. I'm sorry about that. I just happened to see that that you said the mentality of separate. That's that's what I saw. Um Yeah, I'm I'm just, I'm I'm wondering if that's gonna be it. And if he if he came to Nashville a lot of people would be like, oh, yeah, that's great. But he's 40-something years old. How much time do you have with him? Yeah, so – and that's another thing. One age, Brady only has a couple of years left in him, and he wants another Super Bowl. Everybody wants a Super Bowl. Tom Brady wants another one, DJ Collar. Anyways. <laughs> and another one. Uh, so, <clears throat> I don't see the reason to leave until after you get that Super Bowl. Well, say so this year he like I, I at, think if he wins one this year he will leave. At that age, you don't go to another franchise who isn't rebuilding, but they're not built. Yeah, you know, so you don't leave to go to a franchise where you may or may not, or you could or you could possibly. But guess what? He would be coming to an elite defense if he did choose to come to Nashville. Joe Montana. Instantly, you think of 49ers. Yeah, and then the Chiefs. And then the Chiefs. Yeah. Mm. Did he do much in Tennessee? Chiefs didn't have shit. Exactly. So why would Tom Brady go to a new place, new system? Well, Joe kind of had to leave. He had the young bucks. Exactly. Lefty. And that's Hall and, of Famer. And that's why Tom Brady didn't want Garoppolo in New England anymore. Yeah. Get this guy out of here. He's, you know, catching my coattail. You know, let's move on. But to me, there's no reason to I wouldn't say tarnish your legacy, but to put that 
little extra on the tail end of it. I think he's going to try to play till he's 46. You can you can hate your head coach. Tom Brady, behind closed doors, he could call Bill Belichick. A bitch. Every name under the sun. <laughs> but when you step foot on that field. All business. It's all business. And Tom Brady knows Tommy Terrific and the hoodie. They go together like PB&J. PB&J, like ham and cheese, like. Ham and burger, <laughs> whatever cereal, no milk, <laughs> whatever, whatever you want to put together. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick go together like that, and I, 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 to me personally, I just don't see a reason to leave that. But uh, and Aguero brings up another thing, saying, you know, uh, saying sorry, but the Titans, since they were the Oilers, being fans since the nineties, they don't pay big bucks to their players. So you can't really say that because. They made Taylor LeJuan the highest-paid offensive lineman in NFL history. You don't remember the big thing when he came out as Boss Hog, all white suit, all white hat, had the Longhorn on the front of his whip. You know, came out with the big cigar. Uh, Kevin Byard is the highest-paid safety in NFL. Well worth it. They are paying big money to the players that they need. Those centerpieces. Like I'm going to tell you right now, if the Titans were sitting at you know, five and two, six and one, and Mariota was the quarterback, and we're dominating. Guess who's getting a big fat contract at the end of the year? It was going to be Mariota. They're going to cut loose. Deion Lewis at the end of this year was going to free up money. Former Eagle. They're going to probably they're probably going to get rid of Malcolm Butler. Former Patriot. So, like I said, they're about to free up more money to pay these other guys. You got to realize Chris Johnson held out in his you know after his two thousand yard season. Well, they gave him money on the back end, or they gave him money then and changed it on the back end and eventually paid him a lot of money. And he wasn't about shit, so they fucking cut his ass. Um, they have so much young talent in Nashville now they're gonna have to they're gonna have to be smarter with like, you know, they brought in Cameron Wake for cheap. That's that's probably gonna be the way the Titans organization runs moving forward. If there's a if there's a crafty veteran that still has something left in the tank, they will bring them in. Because I don't know if you watched the game or not. Our first round pick hasn't played all year until this week, which will roll right into that. The Titans played the San Diego Chargers at home, or whatever they're called, the LA Chargers. LA Chargers. Who gives a shit? Um, Jeffrey Simmons. This is his first action of the year. Um, he was credited with six tackles, uh, tackle for loss, a couple hurries, and he had his first sack. Um, I don't know if you watched the game, but of course I did. You could tell when Jeffrey Simmons was in the game. If you go and you know you you see the score of the game, the Chargers had every opportunity to win that game, and the coaching staff of the Tennessee Titans almost allowed them to do that because the Titans actually snuck the ball on fourth and one. And Tannehill pushed up forward, and the spot they gave them is as if he lost yards, which was not the case because Derrick Henry came in from behind him and hit him in the back and pushed him forward. Um, but they turned the ball over, and of course, you know San Diego right down the field because nobody could freaking guard Austin Eckler. He absolutely destroyed the Titans' defense. Receiving, so been, yeah, receiving, not running the ball. The Titans, the freaking run, their run defense, I think they gave up 40 yards. What was it? 39. 39. They didn't give up 40 yards. 39 big ones. Stout up front. The passing game, the only reason why the, the numbers were a little, you know, a little more exploited was at the end of the game. 
Austin Eckler, Eckler literally marched them down the field almost by himself. Um, Wesley Woodyard still a very good run or very good linebacker, but he cannot run with the youth of those guys. Uh, Rashawn Evans another stellar game. Uh, the the Titans defense played really really well. I think uh, Kevin Byard had another interception, um, but the thing at the end of the game with the Titans was they made a goal line stand when it absolutely they absolutely needed it. Um Melvin Gordon, they were down they were down the one yard line, bunch of penalties back and forth, got it down the one yard line. Um he goes to take it off right guard and Jeffrey Simmons absolutely caved that entire side. If you if you see as soon as the ball is snapped Bodies are moving backwards on the Charger side. Like, that kid is a freaking animal. He is huge. He is strong. He is great at the point of attack. He hits and gets bodies moving. Um, he stuffed the hole. Woodyard came to round. Stripped Melvin Gordon. Jarrell Casey recovers the ball in the end zone. They did go back and review it, and it did show that he had fumbled before he crossed the line of scrimmage. Titans get the ball, Titans win the game. Like I said, it was literally that close to being a disaster in Nashville, and that would have left the Titans and Ofer at home this year. That's their first home win. Um, hopefully they turn that into something. Derrick Henry had a solid game. Uh, Tannehill had over 300 yards passing, a couple touchdowns. Yes, he did have an interception, uh, but like I said, it's he's a gunslinger. He's got that kind of mentality. He's going he's gonna to throw it around, and I hope they continue to build on that. Uh, Corey Davis had a really nice day. Uh, he had a touchdown. Tajay Sharp had a touchdown. Uh, A.J. Brown got in for a few catches. Humphreys got a few catches. Um, I think Delaney Walker is hurt again. Um, I know that uh, Johnny Smith had a big uh, catch and run, uh, breaking through some tackles, which is really good. Um, you're asking if Derrick Henry will be back in Nashville next year. I actually hope that they do sign him. I wouldn't pay him the big-time money because he hasn't really – Blossomed. He has, he has blossomed. Like he, they're paving the way for him to run. He's yeah. right now at this point in time, he is ten times better than he was last year at the end of the year. But you know, as the year goes along, Derrick Henry gets better. So there's about to be some more explosive games for Henry coming in the future. As long as he stays healthy, I think that they do sign him to a to you know probably a three or four year deal or something. Um, but I don't think he's going to get the big money because. If you've noticed in the passing game, if he has to his his uh his side to side and turning and all that stuff isn't on point with trying to catch balls coming out of the backfield. Because if you paid attention this season, they've tried to hit little dump offs to him, and he has dropped some that have hit his hands. Uh, if he was that uh, prolific, you know, catcher coming out of the backfield, he would most definitely get that huge money. Um, but I think they bring him back in on, on a decent deal, team friendly. I wouldn't say team-friendly because they're going to pay him some good money. Uh, but like I said, you also got to think moving forward, they're trying to bring in a quarterback. So we shall see what happens with that. I personally hope that they bring Derrick Henry back um, because he he is the persona of the Tennessee Titans, which has always been you know the rough, tough, pound the rock. And I, I would be absolutely happy with that because it's better than going and searching for something that you really don't know. Because you look back at the running backs that we've had with Andrews, who was a fat-ass with uh, Sankey, who was a bum. Lindell White? We, yeah, Lindell White was a bum after a couple of years because he was 
riding the gravy train. Um, like I said, we since Chris Johnson, Derrick Henry has been the best thing we've had. And that's a long point in time in between those two. So moving on, like I said, I know I spent a lot of time talking about that because well, we had Braden, the Patriots talking in on Braden that. Braden asked one more question, but will Henry get bigger money elsewhere? Which I think there will be. Now, I wasn't going to say anything. I was going to let us move on. But I do think there will be a big, not a big market, but a little bit bigger need for a running back like Derrick Henry on the market than what the Titans might want to pay. Well, like I said, with the way that the NFL's uh, body of work has went with it being more explosive in the passing game, I he would probably get money. He, he will get bigger money outside of Nashville. But with with every, like the, the people in Nashville absolutely love Derrick Henry. Um, there's a lot of Alabama fans. Like I said, they, they've become Titans fans because Derrick has been there. They love they love Derrick in Nashville. Like I said, I know early on in his career there, it was kind of shaky at first because DeMarco Murray was there. He was wanting more carries, more touches. But over the time, things have gotten better for him. And I think my computer just froze up, which is not a good time. All right, here we go. Um, <coughs> like I said, it, it, it just all depends on – you know, what Nashville and the Tennessee Titans have to offer. Like I said, he, you know, he has a home there, his family's, you know, coming back and forth. So it all depends on where he gets offered money at. Like I said, is it going to be, is he money chasing? Um, Also, are the Titans still trying to contend for that AFC South? Um, Are they trying, you know, are they still trying to build something or are they going to, you know, you know, go down? If they start declining, there's no doubt in my mind that, that Derek would probably want to leave. Yeah. So moving on, we're going to breeze through these. Uh, one game I do not even want to fucking talk about. Uh, Saints, Teddy Bridgewater still doing his thing. 36-25 against the Bears. The Bears, uh, I don't know I don't know what their offense does. The Saints beat them without Alvin Kamara. They did. And Ma- uh, uh, Marctavius Mario, whatever, or Lectavius Le- Mario, however you want to say his name. Yeah. Really good game. Two touchdowns on the ground. Really nice another, game. Another fantasy flyer for people. Hey, Michael Thomas out. did it for me, so I'm good Michael with it. Thomas showed up again, showed out. Uh, Ravens go to Seattle and beat the Seahawks. Very surprised by I that. I was surprised by that game. Uh, Russell Wilson had 21 incompletions, still threw for 241 yards and a touchdown. Uh, but the big story from that is Lamar Jackson. Leading rusher of the whole game. Still doing. Well, that's with Carson being in the top five rushers. Um, before the end of the season, Lamar Jackson will be in the top five. Uh, there's a lot of people talking about MVP candidate Lamar Jackson. Uh, his passing, passing numbers aren't passing numbers don't show it. But if you're looking at most valuable player for a team, it's most definitely without him. Lamar Jackson, the Ravens probably haven't won. They got Joe Flacco. Who is an elite? So shut up. They had. They don't have had any, keyword yeah. had. They don't have any more. They let him go. It was a bum. Uh, Sunday night game: Cowboys and Eagles. Uh, my How buddy, you feel about it? My buddy Cody uh, joined in and said, uh, "Go Pack," uh, which Packers did show off this week, but the Eagles did beat them. Uh, <laughs> is but, that was only win. Uh, only oh. win. No, we got three of them. <laughs> but anyways, the Eagles look like a. Fucking trash can on a football field, rolling around fucking aimlessly, not knowing. Couldn't even open the lid and get a fucking ball thrown in there. Uh, Carson Wentz running for his fucking life most of the time. 
Andre Dillard couldn't block the side of a fucking trailer. Uh, it was it was terrible. It was terrible. Dak Prescott, you know, he looked okay, twenty one to twenty six, whatever. You're still, pretty efficient. Still fucking terrible. Your real name's Dakota. Go sit down. <laughs> uh, Ezekiel Elliott had over a hundred yards rushing and a touchdown. Amari Cooper, he was catching anything through his fucking way. Uh, big story for the Eagles: we don't have a fucking secondary. And nobody shows up. Jalen Mills shows up, has a decent game, good. He's been coming off of injury reserve. So, you know, he's he's getting his legs back under him and everything. So he looked decent. But everybody was catching a fucking ball for Dallas. Everybody's getting a run. Tony Pollard ran a little bit. Dak took off a couple of times. You know, everything's going good for the Cowboys. And the Eagles are shitting the bed. Shitting the bed. Uh, Nelson Aguilar... I don't know if his arms don't extend out all the way, if he's had some type of elbow injury on both arms where they, they don't work anymore. He can't even dive for a ball. Alshon Jeffrey couldn't couldn't get open to save his life. They put a damn blanket over him, and he didn't know where he was at. Uh, Zach Ertz, I don't think he had a catch until the third quarter. I mean, what the fuck are we doing? I mean, really, you've got an all-pro tight end. Had over 100 receptions last year. And he don't catch a fucking football until the third quarter. I just, I just don't get it. Uh, they've got a lot of shit to work out in Philadelphia. Uh, there's rumors they were going to trade for this guy. They were going to trade for this guy. Now it's Cliff ha- or Chris Harris Jr. from Denver. Are they going? I don't care who they trade for. Trade a first round pick. Trade a second round. I don't give a fuck. Just get somebody who can play defensive back. We've got one guy, Malcolm Jenkins. The guy's 78 years old. He can't do it all. He's he's not 20 years old anymore. He can't. I, it's heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. So I'm still going to let you get that out because I had an outburst last week. I'm I up bombs. I'm so glad you took that over for me I'm, this week. And you know what? I knew it was coming. That's you know why I crazy? shut up. You know what's crazy? I said, I'm not going to wear a hat for a team again because Florida State was a shit show losing to Wake Forest. Uh, should have won that game. If you should have won, you would have won. So there is no shouldas or fucking couldas. Uh, lost to Wake Forest 22-20. Uh, they were terrible. Now the fucking Eagles, they lose uh, biggest biggest loss to Dallas in 70 years. I don't know. Um, Dallas hasn't been this good in forever. Four straight losses to the Cowboys. I physically cannot take it. You got the hat on, though. I cannot. I wore the hat because this morning I said, hmm, what will I wear when I do the crackback? Uh, you know what? I'm going to wear an Eagles hat. I'm going to be positive. I'm, yeah, fuck it. I shouldn't have wore it. I should have worn something <laughs> different. Uh, I just have hat hair, so I can't take it off. Uh, but they're, they're terrible. Who? Moving on. Patriots beat the shit out of the Jets, 33 nothing. 33 to nothing. Uh, Sam Darnold seeing ghost, apparently. I don't know. He's fucking medium the, or something. Oh, like. man. That dude was, uh, he was on one. He was talking about some crazy shit, and they were surprised that that actually got out that he actually said yeah. that. Somebody leaked that he said that is what they're saying. But oh no, you NFL camera playing on the sidelines, you see Sam Donald going, seeing ghost, seeing ghost. So hey, well, I didn't watch it because I already knew it was going to happen. Tomorrow night's game, Thursday night, Vikings and Deadskins. Uh, Minnesota's sixteen point favorite in this game. Uh, might as well make it a forty point favorite. I, I think they're going to run all over him. Kirk Cousins is going to come out against his former team, who should have paid him. The, he was literally the only thing in Washington 
They're they're he's the, the team. only player in NFL history to hit the franchise tag like three years in a row and made bank. They're the team that should have gave him eighty million dollars and dealt with it because he was the only player they had up there. Yeah. So basically, now he's went to the Vikings and he's got a cast of stars around him. That he without, does. Without Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs still going to show up. Dalvin Cook's still going to show up. Redskins. Uh, about last, to get blown. The last week didn't have Chris Thompson. This week might not have Adrian Peterson. So. Another beatdown on the way. Uh, going into Sunday game, Seahawks at Atlanta. Uh, tickets as low as $37. Beatdown for this, Atlanta. This website. Uh, yeah, Seahawks are probably going to track dirt up and down the fucking field. And that's a turf field, I believe. So It is. Uh, they're they're going to be ripping up turf with Falcon players and all kinds yeah. of shit. Carson uh, going to run all over them. Bills and Eagles. Uh, Eagles oh, Eagles, it's, your, it's your team versus your man crush team. Eagles are going to take a loss in this one. Uh, Josh Allen's going to run for, I don't know, 60 yards and a touchdown. Frank Gore's going to have about 75 and a touchdown. Uh, Allen's probably going to throw for about six. Uh, it's going to be 70, 70 to fucking three. Jake Elliott's going to make a field goal in the, in the third. From 60. Yeah, 60 <laughs> yards out, third quarter, he's going to make a field goal. Nothing fucking else happens. Uh, Buffalo's a one-and-a-half point favorite in that, which is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Whoever comes up with this, you know, I take Buffalo in one-and-a-half all the time. Uh, here, I'm going to let you cover some. Fuck this. <laughs> we got the Chargers going uh, to Chicago. Um should expect the Bears to look a lot better than they did against the Saints. Saints do have a better team, but uh, Bears probably going to roll over the Chargers. Uh, I think it's uh, Chicago minus four probably would probably going to be taking the Bears minus four. They're going to be playing up there in the fifties, so it ain't going to be freezing cold. But I think that defense is going to get after Phillip Rivers the same way the Titans did after Phillip Rivers. So that's going to be probably just a beat down. Uh, we got the Giants traveling to um, Detroit, playing the Lions. Uh, Lions favored by, f- what was it, six and a half? Six and a half. Six and a half, probably a good line. Uh, Detroit has a good team. I see them getting to the, was it the three and three mark now? Uh, they're two, three, and one. Yeah, so they'll, they'll get to the three, three, and one mark at home. Um, should be a competitive game. I actually like that game more than I like the other ones. Uh, it's indoors. Uh, both both side both teams have explosive players on the offense, so it should be really good to watch. Um, the Tennessee Titans will be uh, welcoming the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in. Um, Tennessee's favored by two and a half. Um, depending on what Jameis Winston shows up, uh, will he throw five touchdown passes or will he throw five interceptions? We shall see. Um, expecting a really good ball game there. Uh, hoping the you know Titans defense you know bow up again and uh, allow the boys to, to take control. Derrick Henry should have a good day. Uh, probably expect to have um, Humphreys to have a decent day, seeing that was his old team. So he'll probably want to he'll probably want to put out. on a little show for him. Um, have the Broncos uh, traveling to Indianapolis. Indianapolis is a six-point favorite in that. Uh, the Colts should waltz, waltz through that one, hit you with a good line. Um Brissett and the boys are just going to smack them around. Uh, expect Marlon Mack to have a, a bigger bigger role this week than he did last week. Uh, so the Colts should roll in that one. Uh, we have the Bengals traveling to uh, L.A. and playing the Rams. Oh, no. That's a London game. 
Oh, no. Oh, yeah, that is across the pond. Yeah. That's going to be a tough one for both teams, but I think, uh, yeah, the Rams are highly favored. Rams have played in – Highly favored. Rams have played in uh, London a couple of times. Yeah. So, uh, thank you. You can get a ticket to that game for $7. Uh, if you feel like going to London, hop on a plane, go. Be. I actually want to try that one time, just just to check that out. But expect the Rams to absolutely destroy the the Bungles. Uh, don't think it'll be close, but hey, you've seen worse happen. Um, there should be a good game happening in New Orleans. Have the Arizona Cardinals traveling to uh, to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, the Saints are highly favored by ten and a half points. Uh, depending on what defense shows up for the Cardinals, there should either be a beatdown. Or it's going to be a really good game. Um, I'm expecting a really good game. Trying to see the the rook run around with the the Saints defense just to see you know old man Larry Fitzgerald see if he can find him some sweet spots to get into. Um, have the Jets traveling to Jacksonville. Uh, the Jacksonville Jackoffs are probably favored by a touchdown, on six, six points. points, close enough. Uh, expect the Jaguars to run the ball down their throat. Hopefully. Hopefully, getting Fournette in the end zone a couple times try to ease his pain a little bit because I know they got he's only got one on the year, so they're going probably going to try to get that going for him. Um, and this will probably be my game of the week: Panthers, 49ers. Uh, expect a big game from both teams. Uh, Jimmy G playing at home. Panthers traveling across the country, which everybody knows is a tough time. Uh, I want to see the Panthers pull this one out. Just, just to you know. Get a little heavy heavyweight fight in there. Uh, you got the Browns traveling to the Patriots. Patriots get the win. Bill Belichick loves beating up on his old. Oh team. yeah. Then you have the Raiders traveling to uh, Houston. Of course, Houston's going to get some payback for what happened to him last week. Uh, Packers and Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes not in the game. The Packers will be traveling to Kansas City. The Packers get the win on the road at yeah. Arrowhead. I mean, without Patrick Mahomes, it's going to be a tough one. Monday night game. Steelers and Dolphins. Steelers uh, all the way. Pretty pretty much a shit show. Thanks for listening, guys.